Sports Talk with Rick Watson on the WRAD Talk Network. Remember, with great power comes great responsibility. You know what that means? Do you? We're the underdog. We're mutts. My number one play is the power sweep. If you only knew the power of the dark side. Big Dog Sports Talk Power Hour. It is six minutes past the hour here on this Wednesday. Derek Jones Jr., Radford Basketball, going to be in studio coming up in about half an hour. Joining us now on the program, Bill Roth. It's time for the Roth Report. From the talk of the New River Valley, WRAD, it's time for the Roth Report. Presented by the University Club of Virginia Tech, Blacksburg's premier private club and event venue. Now, along with Virginia Sports Hall of Famer and current ESPN broadcaster, Bill Roth, here's Rick Watson. Good morning, William. How are you in Destin, Florida? Outside as uh, we come to you on this Wednesday morning, right on the beach. But uh, I don't know how the connection is back home to the studio, so you have to keep me in the loop there. We got we got you. It didn't come up right at first, but we got you now loud and clear, my friend. I'm glad it's I'm glad it's okay. So good morning from the Central Time Zone. I'm here with Hall of Famer Mike Burnop, and we have spent uh, well. Mike's been here since Saturday. I got down yesterday, uh, and so to paint the picture here for you, we're sitting on the balcony with U.S. flags flying, uh, palm trees swaying, and waves lapping up on the shore. That is the current view. Wow. Wow. And I'm looking at Burnop, who's tan. Life, life is good. Yeah, who's, who's got his tan going. <laughs> Don't forget the hokey flag. We got the hokey flag. Oh, it's behind me over there. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> How we doing, Rick? We're doing okay, man. We're doing all right. Uh, still it's nice to be on like the power hour. I was going to say that early morning thing that you always put me on that nobody ever hears because it's so early. Yeah, we can we, we can move you to the third hour, Mike. Going forward, we can negotiate that. Yeah. yeah you get what you pay for, brother. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, well, gentlemen, what about realignment, Bill? I know uh, this is it. Kind of rocked me, man. I didn't see this whole UCLA USC thing coming at all. Well, it's great financially for SC and great for UCLA. It bails the Bruins out of financial situation, mm-hmm. and it gives them a chance to play in a, in a premier league. Not that the Pac-10 wasn't a good league. In fact, it's the Conference of Champions. It wins more more titles than anyone else. But 
you know, I think it's it's great for the Big Ten. It gets their teams into L.A., which gives a you know, there's so many great athletes in, in that market. So, it's 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 a, they've always had a tie-in with L.A. because the, the the league champion goes to the Rose Bowl, which is UCLA's home stadium. I just think that there's a lot of great things that you'll have Midwestern teams playing in L.A. So, this is huge for the Big Ten and for Fox, which is headquartered in L.A. I think everybody understands this is a win for the Big Ten. It's just awful for college sports, particularly for schools in the Pac-10 slash 12 that have done so well i mean there's not a better athletics program than stanford they win more than anybody else mm-hmm. they do things the right way uh how can this happen to stanford uh how can this happen to oregon mm-hmm. i mean we're talking about some of the great athletic programs uh in in the country not just in football in, in the case of oregon but you know basketball and women's athletics and olympic sports and so you know, no one knows what's next, right? Right. All, everyone. And so you got to have a disclaimer, right, Mike? We have to have an asterisk. I mean, I don't think anybody predicted that it would happen. But I haven't heard any negative things from any US, UCLA people. They're, no. like, really happy about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bet they are. And, of course, you were out there and up close and personal with them. But, yeah, it is kind of crazy. And you think about the uh, the alumni that come out of the Stanfords and the Oregons and the Phil Knight and how well they're financed and – the championships that they've had at Stanford and whatnot, you know, you just wonder what happens to those yeah. guys. And it is a scary time. You just never know where it's all going to end, but you just hope you don't get left out. Well, the question I think everyone has is, are we only going to have two Super Leagues? Is that a power two? Now, the the Big Ten commissioner said this past week, well, it's kind of been that way anyway, right? Yeah, of course. Right. Ten of the last 13 national football championships have come from the SEC or from the Big Ten. The ACC has the other three. Mm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, but you know, I do think that it's it's a it's a it's a it's a time where you've got to really. At this point, John Swafford looks smart. At this point, John Swafford looks smart for creating the grant of rights, which, if it was not in place, the ACC might have already splintered. Right. Because now a team that leaves, you're going to have to give up your media rights for at least ten years. So you're looking at a three hundred million dollar hit. I don't know that anybody in the ACC brings enough value to the SEC or the Big Ten to go. Not even a Clemson or Florida State? No, $100 million, no. No. If they're going to pay a bi- $100 million per team, that's a billion dollars. So who, who, in our, who in the ACC brings that kind of money? Nobody. Now, you may be able to say, well, if, if, if there's only going to be two Super Leagues and you have to have Notre Dame and North Carolina in it, uh then maybe you could make that argument. I, at the end of the day, I, you know, this is probably upset Hokie. North Carolina is probably more valuable than Clemson. Uh, they already have South Carolina in the league. I, I mean, you could spin this a dozen ways and make an argument for your specific school. Mm-hmm. Tech and UVA could talk about the Virginia market. You know, I, I, I think that the, the, the good thing right now is you know that no ACC team is going to bolt in the next year or two. You know that that Jim Phillips has some time and the presidents in this league have some time to work it out. Now, that being said, if Fox or ESPN wants to make a move, if if this is really Fox versus ESPN and you want to outdo the other guy, yes, then, you know, if they're willing to pay, but I I think they got the teams they wanted. I think the SEC wanted Texas and Oklahoma and they got them. Mm -hmm. And then the Big Ten responded. They got them. There's only one school out left that can really move the needle, and that's Notre Dame. Sure. Been that way for a long time, and they want that national presence, and 
see what happens. What was this? Talk about the story you saw last night, though, about the ACC and Pac-12 merging. Maybe. Some type of scheduling yeah, alliance. Yeah, scheduling where they, alliance. Yeah, that yep. was reported yesterday. But I think all the, the, the Pac-12 and the Big 12 are totally in survival mode. So they're scrambling right now. So you should feel good if you're an ACC fan. You should feel good if you're a UVA or a Virginia Tech fan because you know you have some stability. You can do your budgets. You know what your schedule, at least in the near term, by that I mean the next four seasons, you know what it's going to look like. Well, you hope, right? You hope anyway. The Pac-12 probably thought that too, you know. And then well, all no, because they don't have a they didn't have a grant of rights. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see. I think that money can be you know come up with very quickly, though. I, I mean, think the one <laughs> the one school that holds it all is North Carolina. Agreed. Yeah. And I don't think North Carolina and Duke are attached at the hip in any way. In fact, that would be the Tar Heels' greatest win ever over Duke. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out how all those good players are coming back next year to play in basketball. And, well, that's, that's an NIL story. Oh, yeah. which is money, goodness. money, money, money. That's an, you know, I, don't, I just don't like it for, for – you know, there is an NFL. We don't need – another pro football league of, of, of but the presidents messed this up long ago rick as we've discussed yeah, right you're right Absolutely. you know pushing back on kids putting cream cheese on bagel putting back on <laughs> yeah. on kids you know being able to make a little money on the side uh not letting you know whether it's alston at wvu or or other lawsuits we've discussed remember that the nca yeah yeah you know they they lost every lawsuit that they could possibly uh, going, you know, O'Bannon. I mean, the, the big ones, and then of course, the Supreme Court ruled last year on this, and 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 they could not adjust to the times, and the presidents wanted near-term victories, and there was no one keeping an eye out on the sport. There was no one keeping an eye out on the enterprise overall, and so that's where we are now. And hey, it's capitalism. The rich get richer, right? It is, and that's that, and, for sure, and that's what it is, and and so. If you're in favor of capitalism, you're going, go SC, get as much as you can. Go UCLA, go Texas. But it's not good for the sport. It's not good for the people that aren't going to get a piece of the pie. And, I mean, Oklahoma left Oklahoma State in the dust, man. And <laughs> that, that's a, that was a pretty bold move politically in state. Mm-hmm. It was huge. But I think the Hokies are... What the, what the ACC has to figure out a way to do is close the gap. And if it can't, then the issue isn't competitive. We're competitive right now as a league. Clemson can compete with anybody. Basketball, UVA can compete with anybody. Virginia Tech, anybody in the country, it's there. But it's over the long term that if, that if, if, if Purdue and Mississippi State are making $100 million a year – then they're going to be able to hire any of your coaches or staff and double or triple their salary right. without a hiccup. And that's right. Right. so the odds of sustaining it at a third the budget compared to an, an SEC school is challenging. And Mike and I have, you know, we've been around enough to know it. Mike, at Florida State, you're judged by what you, how the Gators are doing. Sure. And at Clemson, who's your big rival? Gamecocks, right? Uh, absolutely. So if, if, South if, Carolina. Yeah. If Shane's paying his assistants 800 grand a year, or a million three a year, or two million a year to be coordinators. How is Clemson going to compete over the long term? So we'll see what Jim Phillips does yet next. Okay, so I'll say this, not to be critical, but like the two big things that the ACC has done in the last year on this is, number one, block the playoff expansion, 
which does not look like a good move at this point. No. Right? No, not at all. Because you could have had a, an ACC bid locked in, and, and Notre Dame was in favor of that. So you have, you have, you've upset Notre Dame. So you blocked the playoff expansion, and two, you formed the alliance, which didn't work. <laughs> so, you know, we will see what they do next. And like I said, back to the top of the show, our asterisk, no one really knows. No one knows. That's at right. This point. So that's right. for sure. Yeah. So I know that we're going to be in Old Dominion and we're going to get our reunion tour kicked <laughs> off and the Brent Pry era kicked exactly. off. Exactly. And that's exactly. all we need to be concerned about. <laughs> if you're a fan, you need to be worried about quarterbacks and offensive, defensive uh, yeah. line play and, and how is that team looking and, and winning games. Winning games. Take because, care of what you can control. Yeah, you can't worry about yeah. that other stuff. And If there are only two Super Leagues, it's going to be a sad day for – a lot of really, really proud athletics programs in our country. So let's yeah. hope there's three or four. There you go. It's Bill Roth and the Roth Report. He's down in Destin, Florida with Mike Burnup. We'll take a break. We'll come back. SMA Update, the Baker Team Game of the Week, and the NRV Heart Clinic Top 3. All that's coming up. Stay with us. Don't go away. First in Maine is a beautiful shopping center located right here in Blacksburg. It has the perfect mix of shops, restaurants, and entertainment. Grab some new shoes and accessories at Runabout Sports and Walkabout Outfitter to make your hikes around the NRV even better. Looking to grab a bite to eat? Well, First in Maine has great restaurants like Zoe's Kitchen, Bull and Bones, Avellino's, and El Rodeo. Looking for some family entertainment? Then check out B&B Theaters for movies, the arcade, and bowling. Visit First in Maine today. The official entertainment day destination of Virginia Tech Athletics. This is Louise Baker with the Louise Baker team of Long and Foster Realtors. Congratulations to all the graduates of the 2022 school year. Best wishes for lots of success. Think Original Frameworks at Gable Shopping Center in Blacksburg to preserve your diplomas and awards. Let them be your consultant for matting and framing to keep your memories beautiful for many years. Original Frameworks, Gable Shopping Center, Louise, Marshall, and Rhonda remind you to shop local. Hey, Hokie fans and alums, have you ever wanted to throw an event or dine with friends with Lane Stadium as your backdrop? Well, now you can. University Club of Virginia Tech is now offering memberships with the complete club experience. You'll have member access to dine during the week, a quiet place to work, an incredible venue to host private events, and most importantly, a setting that fosters community and relationships. For more information, go to universityclubofvt.com. That's universityclubofvt.com. From the classroom, to the studio, to the stadium, it's time to catch up on the latest from Virginia Tech Sports Media and Analytics Program. Today's SMA update is brought to you by First in Maine, Blacksburg's premier destination to eat, drink, shop, and play. Rolling along with the Roth Report down in Destin, Florida with Mike Burnup, the SMA update here on this July. I was uh, on the flight in. I was putting my syllabus together for the fall. Burn up. Do you know what a syllabus is? <laughs> uh, let me think. I didn't spend much time in a classroom. Yeah, we Studio, know. Studio, field. Uh, that, that thing, you give you the first day of class or something, then you go home? <laughs> yeah. Is that what that was? That's correct. Gives you kind of like the schedule. What, is, what does that mean, syllabus? It's Greek. Or it may be Latin. <laughs> if it was Italian, I might know a little bit. See? Like, if it had something to do with food, syllabi. A, okay. It's a menu of academia. Oh. Oh, wow. That's pretty good, Billy Boy. Yeah, that sounds very well, impressive. Professor <laughs> William R. Roth, F-O-S. <laughs> <laughs> so I was putting together. So, you know, we start, uh, we start uh, August 
the, the week before the ODU game. So it, it'll be good to get um, classes going again. I've got three classes in the fall. Uh, our intro to Gosh, sports what media a load. Class. How are you going to handle all that? Fortunately, I get guest speakers to come in and help. Oh my Have God. you been invited yet? No. How many years you been doing this? I haven't been invited yet. This will be the seventh yet. year. Seventh year, and I've been over there one time. I want kids to have a positive influence. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know what they're missing. We You're just afraid I'm going to tell stories on you. Uh, no, so, I mean, it's everything. So, like, there's some... Wendy Hodge, who's the MVP of the comm department, they're ordering textbooks now, right? I mean, we're about seven, six, seven weeks out, and so they're getting the textbooks ready. Um, so that's what we were doing, and I'm learning all about that stuff. See, Mike, you have to plan in advance mm. for things like that. Textbooks? Do you know what that was? Well, some of them never got opened. You and Strzok you know, never was, opened a book. Oh, it was unbelievable. <laughs> you know, they had those, you had those things on the side that when you went to the bookstore, you always picked up your books and supplies, and they always stamped it. Property of VPI, uh, Virginia Tech, or VPI and SU, or whatever. Right. Well, those things look like they were brand new when you turned them back in. It was unbelievable. <laughs> but he's the only man in the history that's been, na- been named both the Blacksburg Businessman of the Year and the Virginia Sportscaster of the Year. Right? And I got two of them that's diplomas. <laughs> and he's got his master's degree. Yep. Yeah. Two yeah. degrees from Tech. Unbelievable. Tell you, what does that tell you about the system? America. You work I got more degrees than you. Fair. You do. Uh, so anyway, that's what we're doing. We've got, um, for those that don't know, we're going to have 250 young men and women in our sports media analytics program at Virginia Tech this fall. And very I'm cool. so excited. We've got some young ladies coming in that are going to be superstars. In fact, I was talking with Will Stewart over at Tech Sideline uh, about a young lady coming in from Seattle who I think is going to be great. And I'm really excited about it. That's it's. Mike hears me talk about it all the time, especially when I get a lame email about why my homework didn't get turned. <laughs> <laughs> You're not gonna believe this one. Yeah. Guess what? My grandmother was sick, and just, I mean, excuses. It's unbelievable. But what great facilities they have over there too. So impressive there, Billy Boy. That's. Uh, we want to thank Tim Sands and Dr. Bob Denton, who just yeah. retired, and uh, Laura Belmonte, the dean. Everything I have asked for from we need this, we need that, technically studios, uh, lights, cameras, recorders, they've said yes to. Mm. Because college kids break stuff. Uh, <clears throat> Billy Boy breaks stuff. Blame it on Delta. The trunk. All right, now you're, you're so I'm like, excited. I like where your Baker team game of the week is going. All right, this is pretty cool. This will interest fans tremendously. So you're ordinarily our Baker team game of the week is well, you got to watch the Warriors Celtics because game five, or we got to watch absolutely. You know the Edmonton hockey team mm-hmm. college game of the week. But I thought today our game of the week is a game that has already been played. In fact, it was played long ago, Rick. It was played way back when I was just <laughs> running around in diapers and a little microphone in hand. <laughs> I asked Mike, what was the favorite game that you played in? Not the favorite game that you broadcast, not the favorite game you worked and got paid to, to broadcast, but what was your favorite game as a player Very cool. that you ever played in? Yeah, it was uh, it was kind of fun. You know, we um, I think if you look at it, you can hear the... The jet go by there, Rick. Yeah, I hear that. I feel like I'm there. It is, yeah. We're for, you know, we're close to Eglin Air Force Base where the Air Force go. Man, they do some serious tricks and stuff up in the air, but. Mike, they're called training runs. (laughs) Well, whatever. (laughs) They're not doing tricks. Well, they, but they're having fun. They're top gunning. 
there's Top Gun. Sort of. What's jet fuel running these days? <laughs> How much? I like boat fuel. How much did that 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 move we just saw? Anyway, so I asked Mike, go ahead, your, your favorite game that you played in. So I think when you look at the whole experience of the whole trip, you know, you go back to Ohio University. I mean, it was fun playing Houston, you know, when we should have beat them. I caught like eight passes, which was a record that stood for a long, long time. But we we went and played at Ohio University in Athens, and we get there, and it's like all these people are lined up along the fences of the airport. And we thought, you know, okay, we just had beaten Ohio, uh, Oklahoma State. We beat them. We beat uh, Tulsa or uh, SMU. And uh, we had a pretty good team. You know, Strzok was leading the nation in passing. He'd thrown for 527 against Houston. I thought, well, okay, well, maybe these people are, like, here to see Don Strzok or see us, you know, whatever. And so all these people are lined around the airport. So we finally get there and started asking some people, you know, what are all these people doing here watching? And so – they figured out, well, you know, that's the biggest airplane that's ever landed here. And so <laughs> we tried to figure out, well, how, did, how does that happen? So we asked Eddie Farrell. He was the trainer. He did all the, uh, all the uh, logistics of the flights and all those things. And he says, yeah. He says, uh, it was interesting. He said, you know, you got to give rubber your weight and all that sort of stuff, you know, to make sure the weights and the counterbalances and the equipment, all that's on there. So he said, what I did, what I had to do is just knock 10 pounds off everybody's weight to make sure that the plane was underweight to be able to get there. <laughs> That's why there were so many people watching when we landed. And then we proceeded to just whip them pretty good. I think it was like 53-21. I'd caught a nice touchdown pass, ran over a couple guys from 30-some yards out. And that was right after we beat Oklahoma State. Thought there might be a letdown after that 34-32 win and uh, when they were ranked. So, yeah, it was uh, that was a fun trip good time and uh yeah won't forget that one t marshall harm was on the plane with us former president he always went with us you talk about a fan now you're telling me that you cut you you cut the weight of every single person on the plane eddie farrell did the trainer <laughs> so did. that the plane could take so off the and plane land could take off and land how with about the, that with the team the football coach and the president on the plane yep how about that Wow. Holy illegalities. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Holy legalities. <laughs> and Eddie's no longer with us, but uh, he, he would confirm that story. <laughs> uh, love it. Love it. That's the best game the of the Hokies week we've beat, had. That, that's Ohio our, that's University our best game of the 53-21. There you go. 53-21. about that? That was pretty good. That was a good time. 1972. Wow. Back wow. in the day. Back in the day, at least. All right, time now for the NRV Heart Clinic Bills Top 3. three two. Are you ready for today's countdown? It's time for Bill's Top 3, presented by New River Valley Heart Clinic in Radford. And this involves both of you gentlemen, I understand. <laughs> well, last year, on the 4th of July or the 5th of July, when did we do the show? I guess it was the 5th last year. Yeah. the 6th. Today, we decided to do our Top 3 Ever Buffets. So today, when... Um, Mike and I were discussing this. We always prepare in advance, you know, Rick. You now, I know. I know. You're very it. thorough. We sit down. Mike has his notes. I provide an executive breakfast. <laughs> Which we're still waiting on. Pop-tarts. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cold. <laughs> I'll put them in the toaster just for you. Do you want the blueberry? Strawberry. Strawberry. You got it. <laughs> Last year, we did our best top three buffets. Today, we tried to pick our top three restaurants that we've ever visited. Oh, very but cool. no buffets. Okay. And we went round and round and round and round and round, and we couldn't come. We couldn't settle on three. There's so many great ones. We we've, we've we we came up with like our top six from New Orleans. Mm. We had we have our top three or four of Miami. <laughs> we have we had one from San Francisco and one from Nashville. 
In Boston. And one in Legal Boston. Legal seafood up there when, uh, yeah, BC hooked us up. That was pretty That's on your there. list. That doesn't make mine. Yeah. So we're just going to go our top three restaurant cities. Okay. Which are my uh, San Francisco three, Miami two, and number one, New Orleans. New Orleans. Yeah. What was the best thing you had in New Orleans? That? Oh, their food is the so fantastic oh there. Some of those sugar bowl dinners that we went to, I mean, yeah. it was just incredible. They uh, so Chuck Zatterin. If if you if next time you're at Kroger and going through, uh, you'll see Zatterin Spices. Mm-hmm. It's a family in New Orleans, and a dear friend of of, of ours, Chuck Zatterin's part of that family. And each year he would take. We went to the Sugar Bowl four times, and and then we played a couple of other. We played Tulane once or twice. Yeah. We saw them down there, mm-hmm. and they took us out as well. So, I, I think that the, the Chuck and his wife took us out to dinner um, or lunch. I don't know six or seven times, and, yeah. and each time it was just incredible. Uh, shrimp po' boys, uh, the for, cuisine down there and was then, incredible. And then, yeah, yeah. But one time we went, they took. You and Ellen and Frank and Cheryl and the coaches and I got to tag along. I was, I was the plus one, uh, and we had that amazing, just an amazing seafood place. At a, and it was a French name, and oh, I forget gosh, the name of yeah. it. Remember the one that was singing? Was it Zach's that place we were trying to remember earlier today? Where they sang? Yeah, Coach Beamer got up there and started singing. I thought what you happened to me, darling. I thought we weren't we were supposed to talk about that. <laughs> was it Zach's? Was that the name of it? I thought we weren't supposed to talk about oh, that okay. night. Coach Bieber sang. Oh, maybe not. He'll appreciate it. He can laugh about it now. <laughs> you don't have to call me, darling. Darling. Darlin'. <laughs> that was a classic. Awesome. But, you know, that was funny because last night we're sitting there. Hey, Rick, you'll love this. So so my buddy brings me some fresh fish over. We had this great Oh, yeah, fish night. Yeah. Yeah, it was fish night. So we had shrimp, and uh, we saved the shrimp tonight. We had unbelievable grouper, which is so expensive these days. And uh, they were already filleted and all that kind of stuff. And then we had some uh, incredible tuna that you could literally cut and eat it raw. It was like sushi-grade yellowfin tuna. So anyway, we cooked uh, this this um, the grouper, and we had blackened sauce on it. It was Zatarin's. Did you notice yeah, that last yeah, night? I did notice. Yeah. Chuck Zatarin. New Orleans. That's awesome. New Orleans is our New all-time Orleans. favorite. We try now. This may shock you, Rick, but when we go on the road, like, <laughs> we, we focus. I took Mike to the best steakhouse Allegedly, in New York, it was awful. <laughs> Remember that we trugged through snow and ice, and our feet were soaking wet. To eat yeah, that, yeah, it, was it was terrible. Historic. <laughs> Stockyard Nashville was pretty good for the Music City Bowl. <laughs> that was pretty good. What was that guy's name? The waiter, uh, uh, Belly. Remember that Belly? I do. Belly was a waiter. Man, he was awesome. Hey, Belly, bring us some more bread. <laughs> <laughs> more bread. And then he did. More of everything. We, what about the uh, wine bar in St. Thomas? Oh, my goodness. When you were singing? That's so the left side of it was... when you got that yeast infection? You're going to have to explain <laughs> that. The left, side was a, the left side was a wine shop, and the right side was a restaurant. Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> and they cool. had fresh baked rolls <laughs> right out of the oven. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Billy proceeded to eat about a half a dozen. Yeah, well, yeah, come on. The come butter on. was incredible. You have to. He had you so much to. bread, he got a yeast infection. <laughs> uh, he a commission for a half a day. Four bottles of wine. <laughs> Gentlemen. Singing I'm, on the piano. <laughs> really appreciate you both. Bill, thanks for making this happen from your vacation, man. It's awesome. And Mike, thank you so much for coming back on. Great stuff. Always good to be with you, Rick. You too, man. Thank you, Rick. You have too. a good week. All right, have man. You guys stay safe. That's uh, Bill Roth. 
Mike Burnup down in Destin, Florida, the Roth Report. We could hear them just tell stories like that all day. Great stuff. Derek Jones Jr. is scheduled to be in studio. Some Radford basketball. We come back as we roll along here on a Wednesday. Don't go away. <laughs> 